What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vibe. Want to welcome you back for another episode. I am joined by Ronnie and Damon. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> how about you, Damon? <laughs> I, pro- I, pro- I probably should uh-huh. address you one by one, but sorry, Ronnie, how you doing? And then Damon, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing well. Yeah, I didn't want to speak too soon because it's kind of hard to know when <laughs> when when each of us is going to chime in. Is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. Go for it, okay. David, all you. <laughs> I'm doing very well. As you can probably hear, I've got a little bit of an upgrade, so you can hear all the nasal tones and all their glory and all their detail. But yeah, I'm doing very well. It's, it sounds fantastic. This is exactly what the, uh, the listeners were looking for. Um, well, we have a lot of news to go through. And um, just just to preface this, this episode is, is really just a, a quick reaction from us. There's a lot of news coming out of CES and... Damon, Ronnie, and myself have all been texting back and forth uh, with all the news, our thoughts, and we just figured it'd be good to to jump on and get a quick recording of where we think this is all going, the the good stuff, the bad stuff, what was uh, expected or hit you know hit the expectations of this announcement, and what we felt kind of uh, maybe missed the mark, but or you know left us wanting more. Um, but like I said before, we are working on new episodes. We're trying to figure out the, the best format for episodes. Uh, I know Damon has been courting some interviews, so there is more content coming, but just with, with all the craziness of honestly, the past two days with CES, uh, we just figured a, a, a phone call or a, a chat and basically an episode would be necessary. So how are you guys feeling? Yeah, pretty good. One thing I I just want to chime in and mention is that, you know, we kind of knew that some of these things were going to be talked about at at CES, but man, after, after everything that's been announced, I'm kind of wishing, like I had thought about trying to go to CES and we've been obviously looking into going some, going to some of the other shows coming up like GDC, but man, CES, like so much going on here. It's really, if, if you're into VR, you should definitely be checking the news because there's just so much uh, being shown this week. No, I, I, I totally agree. Um, well, let's let's just jump in. I, I, so I think the big thing that that has dominated our our you know internal conversation, I think just the broader conversation when it comes to VR and the Vive specifically, is the Vive Pro. So I'm just gonna throw out some yep. some quick specs. That, that people are getting really excited about. And that was the, the new resolution, which I believe is going to be 2880 by 1600. Uh, there's going to be an integrated audio with a much richer sound. There'll be two front-facing cameras, dual microphones, improved optics, uh, and the ability to pair multiple base stations. And this is all going to be available Q1 is what they're saying for the, the HMD upgrade. Um, and then, you know, full package with new controllers and a Vive wireless adapter announced. I believe the partnership is through Intel coming later this year, uh, I believe available in the summer of 2018. So yeah. I, I know I just dropped a lot in there, but what sticks out to you guys? Uh, what is something, I, I mean, th- there's a lot to unpack here. So I'll, I'll let you guys decide on where we, yeah. go, where we go from there. Well, I mean, I, th- the only thing I was going to clarify, and I'm not 100% sure, the optics part, like I'm, I'm wondering... I had read that at least like the friend Fresnel lenses or whatever the lenses are in the normal vibe are still utilized here, which is something I was a little bit disappointed on just because like for me, at least I know that, that sometimes the, the rings on the lenses, uh, you know, create some artifacts that, that I'm sensitive to. 
Um, so I was hoping that they were going to go away from those, but sounds like they're still there. Um, but that's, uh, from what I've heard, they're not as notice. They don't create as noticeable, uh, artifacts on, on the newer screens. Um, but yeah, I mean, just what I'm most excited about, I think besides the, the resolution bump, which, which everybody's, uh, you know, super excited about, obviously are kind of the smaller changes. I, I know that the form factor in general has been changed to where I think the, uh, the weight's more be- it's so it's it's a lighter headset overall, and then on top of being lighter, the weight is more evenly distributed from what it sounds like, and the band is 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 kind of more substantial in that you know it, it takes off a lot of the weight from the front of your face and distributes it around around the back better than 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 the current Vive uh, does, and so so those are things that I'm just excited about trying because I mean really. Uh, you know, for, for people that play a lot of VR, it's, it's all those little things I think that ultimately along with, you know, getting rid of the wires are, are going to really amount to, to kind of big, you know, lifestyle changes. I don't know what, what, were there any things that, that, that you Damon or, or Zane like kind of, you know, latched onto when you were reading it? Well, my big thing was uh, I latched on to the purpose uh, when Daniel O'Brien was saying, you know, why did we create this? Why did we do this? Because before they talked about we will when there's something not meaningful to say, but meaningful to do uh, as far as a, as a as a as a as a vibe two, then we'll do it. And he was very clear when he said. There's these enterprise level customers, and he used mm-hmm. car car designers as, as as the example, and said, you know, they're asking for higher resolution. They're asking for something that, that is more comfortable. Developers asking yeah. for something that's more comfortable that they can spend yeah. hours and hours of in VR. So I really latched yeah. onto that. And said, okay, so this is definitely something because I'm I'm thinking what everybody else is thinking. Great, you're you're designing something for businesses. You're designing something for professional developers, mm-hmm. professional customers. That usually has a pretty big price tag with it. So that was the first thing I latched onto. And the immediate second thing was when they say this is for, you know, prosumers, this is for businesses, this is for professional developers. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? You guys made us all connoisseurs of premium VR the second mm-hmm. you introduced the Vive. So w- pretty much 99, 90% of everybody in VR that's been in with it for two years, we want the best. So when yeah. you say, hey, this is this is now the best, <laughs> guess what? Yeah. We want it. And we want it at a, at, a, at a, it doesn't have to be, you know, rock bottom Oculus price, but it's, that's the, <laughs> that's the first thing that, first thing and the second thing that popped into my head. Well, it's funny you mentioned that too, because like along those same lines, um, and I know we'll be talking like kind of back and forth on, on various stuff about the pro. Um, but you know, along the same lines as the headset itself, you know, these new base stations, uh, that valve is valve is, is working on and releasing, uh, they're able to track, I, I think four trackers rather than two. Mm-hmm. And then they're also able to, uh, you're also able to add additional trackers to track up to, to 10 meters by 10 meters of space. Yeah. And, and me reading that apparently, Apparently, especially the ten by ten meter stuff came more from from you know requests from commercial partners yeah. than anything else. And so, yeah, I like, mean, if you if point. you have enough room for ten by ten meters in your house to do VR, that's <laughs> that's pretty impressive. <laughs> You're rich. You're rich. You're doing very well. But but like that, putting all that stuff together, like it, it does make you wonder 
how much of this stuff. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it is is marketed for like they're hoping you know everybody with Vibes upgrade too. But but you know, yeah, it's it's interesting to think about what other applications VR has and how much of an impact those types of uh, you know those those types of of use case scenarios are going into the into what's being requested here because yeah like like you were saying it's almost it's it's a lot of those those smaller things that kind of add up to being able to to being being you know being this being a device that people can use time in you know day in and day out every day and and if you're using those especially in a business uh that's those are some of the things that you're probably worried about so. well and, and the, the first question that any good marketing person asks is who's my target market who am i actually going to sell this product to so when you yeah. go to the executives and the board and everybody else and you say all right we want to do a new version of this a refresh a 1.5 and it's going to cost x to build it and it's going to cause this much to research and it's going to take a year and a half they're going to yeah. say oh okay well when you get done with it who's going to buy it oh well yeah We've already got companies asking for it. We've got this. We've got the medical field asking for it. You know, so if they've already got somebody in the pipeline, okay, great. But well, and I, and, and and I don't know. I don't know if people have really been talking about what types of like um, AR uh, functionality. You know, they're going to be looking for with those new cameras. But that was another thing: is that the dual front cameras now yeah. supposedly are going to allow for more. You know, very AR, open. yeah, AR functionality, yeah. and and some of that, a lot of that, probably is more commercial in nature because right yeah. now there isn't a whole lot of, of of applications in VR other than you know you think of like you know marketing and sales and you know potentially people trying to use some of this stuff in like factories and whatnot, like yeah. all these all these high level conceptual ideas that we've seen people talk about VR being used in. You know, I, I could see those cameras being useful in those settings more so than, than you know, someone's living room. But who knows? Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Um, it's it's just really interesting to note how much of this is being driven by uh, you know the the commercial end or the more enterprise end. But at the same time, that's that's where the money's at, right? Um, like that's yeah. where Absolutely. you know th- that's where a lot of these high price clients, people who can demand these changes um, or, or have the clout and the, the volume of business to demand these change demand these changes uh, are, are going to be. And I, I don't know. I mean, this kind of just popped into my head, but it makes me feel as though the vibe is like, and this is, this is probably not the best comparison or metaphor, but it's, it's like the professional version, right? It's, it's where comp it's, it's the, the headset that companies are going to use because it's the top of the line, it, it works well and all that stuff. Whereas maybe the Oculus is shifting to be like that social VR since it's so integrated with Facebook. Um, and I, again, like I, I apologize because this metaphor is actually seems awful the more I think about it, but it's almost like Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft versus Apple, right? Like Microsoft is what's used in every corporate environment, whereas Apple for a while was like the fun computer and they were making a fantastic product, which people started then using in offices as well in certain places in certain industries. But do you kind of get where I'm going with this or like that? Yeah, what, yeah, I just do. The parallel well, that I'm drawing? Uh, and does that make yeah, sense? One is, one is style, one is cool, one is the aesthetics, one is the 
experience and you want people to know I've got a an Apple product, I've got an, uh, uh, an Oculus Rift, I'm cool. And then the other one's more industrial, more we're getting work done here. We're, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. less aesthetics, more precision, more. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. I, I feel like yeah. you see that a lot in the marketing as well. I mean, and and. and our complaint has always been about the the vibes marketing strategy and, and and or lack of one just because all i see are like banner ads online but i feel like i've seen several like yeah. really cool looking and well done videos for for Oculus really highlighting what the experience is like for somebody who's just you know, walking around and seeing a random television in a store and like the T-Mobile store or something, you know what I mean? Like there, there's yeah, a very yeah. different like approach that both are taking. And now I feel like this, this further, uh, not cements, but this further kind of proves what I'm, what I'm saying in terms of like there being yeah. that divide between like one going enterprise heavy and the other going social heavy. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that too, just in terms of, I, I feel like, you know, HTC is always, you know, with their VR stuff, they're trying to be, you know, the, the leader of the pack when it comes to innovation and, and really push forward with, you know, I, to some extent you see some of these other headsets coming out, like the Samsung Odyssey, you know, that's going to be coming out with similar displays. And, and I see HTC in some sense, you know, at least having to match what they're offering and then adding to that, trying to make uh, always be the, the, the best option out there for anyone that's looking for the highest end, you know, VR capabilities that are available. Well, and, well no, on the ahead. same, no, but on the same thing, there's, you, you got to remember too, o, OLED screens that are of this size that are drop-in replacements for the existing screen. It's, it, there's not a ton of them. It's not like you can go to no. a shop and say, okay, I want 4k, I want 8k. And that's what yeah, I see enough. a lot on. I see a lot on Reddit. People are like, oh man, I wish it was going to be 4k per eye and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, there's not a lot of options. And plus no. two, if there, and there was uh, some Samsung screens that were 4k, 120k Hertz. Um, but the problem with those is, is we don't know the cost of those. Those just came out well, like, like last summer. And well, even even be beyond the cost, yeah, even beyond the cost, though. Like, and, and I don't know much about these new Samsung, you know, these three K or the, whatever the panels are that they're implementing in in the Vive Pro. I know they're Samsung OLEDs. It sounds like they're the exact, they're the same OLEDs exactly. that are going to be in the, same the Odyssey. And, and and I remember when when HTC was working on, you know, what panels are going to be in the original Vive. I mean, part of the big differences between the final shipping Vive and all the pr- earlier prototypes and all the earlier prototypes of, of, the, uh, of the Oculus Rifts are that all those panels, like besides just the, the resolutions and, and what type of panels they were, they had specific technologies for, you know, how, how quickly they were able, like the response rates of the panels, like, far more advanced than what even like a normal like fast gaming response monitor panel would have it's because you know everything from like motion blur to all those things are so magnified in these headsets that really they were using like very you know specialized panels that work best with VR headsets and that's and so, these that's yeah, these and so, and so that's these what, new so, ones will will are 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 Samsung design they didn't have a phone in mind when they designed these. They had the Odyssey, so it's a it's a VR designed yep. panel. So that's what. So so really, I mean, I I think I think beyond cost, beyond everything, I mean, yeah, we're. I mean, 
probably going forward, if if you're if you want to use the best panel available for 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 VR, I mean, you can you can go the Pimax route and just stick whatever you know high resolution screen you're able to find in there and 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 claim that you have these high resolution numbers. But I don't think these I don't think the HTCs and Oculuses and even Samsungs of the world I don't think they're only concerned with with you know with just the resolution they're concerned with all these other things and so and so it sounds like this is was the right time to 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 introduce a new a new uh, product out there with us with a slightly higher resolution and I mean just the just like what Zane was getting into just like how the differences in marketing like it sound it seems like if you're an oculus you know you're more concerned with getting the name out there and getting people that haven't you know haven't experienced high-end VR interested in in your branding and your marketing and and whether you're selling them a gear VR you're selling them you know a, a rift or you're getting them into you know into these new standalone um, you know versions that are going to be coming out you know it doesn't really matter whereas you know to some extent HTC it's kind of like well if you know VR then you know the vibe is the most capable we don't really have to market too much to you. You're going to, you know, as long as we're releasing the, the best, then people that are in the know are going to want to buy our products potentially. I mean, you and pay, see and pay a premium use, price for them because it's yeah, 50% exactly. more Cause, than cause the it, Oculus. Because it's interesting that, that, that we're mentioning all this stuff about, you know, it's interesting that they named it the Pro rather than the Vive 2, first of all, because that tells you right there that, I mean, they could have, named it something like the Vive 2, but they didn't. And and so to some extent, I mean I'm well again, I'm sure they would love everyone with the Vive to upgrade. That's not necessarily what they're saying in the naming. They're kind of, you know, it's it's kind of almost like a middle step or a sidestep in terms of in terms of getting people on board. And so that's one. And then the, the other thing is just that uh, is yeah, the, the, that's what I was uh, – sorry, mind blank there for a second. I've seen a lot of people that have been using VR in the medical space. I've seen some you know, s- other examples of like arcades now that have, that have utilized VR. And almost every time when I hear about what the utilization is, they just mention, oh, yeah, we're using VR to do this or we're using it to do that. And almost every time I find out that they're using Vives. And it's and it's usually just like oh well is that you know specialized hardware are you guys using HTC or Oculus and almost every time I've seen people you know have said oh yeah it's the HTC Vive but it's like so, they kind of fell in that not they kind of fell into that they like they yeah, put together the, the package capable, they exactly. said it's very precise we're gonna put it out there and and kind of whatever sticks and and as a business you got to follow the money I mean that's something Mark Cuban always says you follow the money and if the money's coming in for businesses from pro pro level developers and from these these professional level that's your stream of revenue that's who's willing to pay twelve hundred dollars for a vibe with a special warranty and a phone yeah. number you can call twenty four seven then that's where the business is gonna point because yeah. they don't have billions of dollars to just kind of flush down the toilet on whatever. Um, yeah. They're both great systems, and one is just kind of finding its niche with professional level, and one is finding its niche with 
kind of a more, like I said, social level, trying to become the mass adoption, uh, make it up on the back end. And, and, and that's, it's all great for VR because we're getting more and more headsets. We're, we're two years in, we have just a, almost a plethora of, of more headsets coming out and c- competition between the two to, to kind of outdo each other for specs. And for, I just, I'm, I'm most happy that, you know, all the things that we were, we were kind of really talking about and everybody in the VR community was talking about the mic sound on the vibe is not that great. The resolution should be improved. The comfort, the sound, you know, having sound included, like I don't have to buy something else with a, you know, with a deluxe audio strap, all these things that we've been saying, wireless, wireless, like the top list of our things, I, you know, they took into account and they looked at them on the list. They said, what can we do? We can make it a little bit higher resolution with these panels that are the right affordability. We can do, we did the deluxe audio strap. It was a huge hit. Let's build that in. Let's take mm-hmm. it up a notch farther. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've, they've really listened. I, I feel they've listened to their, their end users and the regular consumers like us. And they've listened to the professional users and they said, okay, how can we make something that everybody's going to like on this higher end that yeah that, that jumped in early on the vibe because they're like they're not as price sensitive and i think they delivered it now yeah have, and really it's still the vibe it and really still the vibe is is still competitive it's still it's still you know best of the best when it comes to providing you know a great gameplay experiences for what most people are looking for like you said like the the pro version is just answering a lot of you know those requests that they've received from from you know current users from pro from from pro level you know you know enterprise users from all these people and just delivering the best possible if you can't pay the price i guess you know you stick with you know the 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 normal vibe if you if you can if you can afford and and justify paying the premium for those extra features then then go ahead with the pro because the more the more you talk about it, a lot of those things that they're adding, the more I think about it, none of those are cheap things. Like we're talking, yeah, they have they have multiple cameras now instead of a single camera. I'm sure the cameras. I, I don't know if the can. I'm sure the cameras are higher quality than the original vibes. I'm not sure, you know, how expensive they are, but um, I know that the new headset, the new the new uh, headphones aren't just headphones. Like you know. Those included with the uh, with the premium head strap for the original Vive, they literally have you know amplifiers built into them. I don't, I don't know how expensive yeah. those are going to be, but but I mean, so it's it's not just the headphones; it's also amplified sound. There's more electronics in there to make the sound better. Um, blue paint. I think what else? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the blue paint. I'm sure that, that that's gonna, that's going to cause a premium. That's right there. Yeah, but but the more I think about, it, and then with those, and then now using OLED displays at a higher resolution, I mean, you add up all that extra hardware. We're not just talking about an upgrade to the original headset. We're talking an upgrade to everything that was included in the original headset, plus added features. So I know they haven't announced a price yet, and hopefully we'll get you know more pricing information sooner rather than later, but. It's starting to make me think that yeah, it's not going to be necessarily like, cheap. But I, but I don't again, think it's they, cheap. no. But it, but again, they're not really. It, it's one of those things. It's if you really want those things, then you justify the price. If if the price is too high and those things aren't really your cup of tea, then maybe it's best to wait and you know 
and see, because I mean, they're making it very clear that they're going to be selling both, you know, concurrently for this coming year. So that's that's one thing at the very least. And then two is a lot of the wireless solutions that I'm sure we'll be getting into, you know, here in just a moment. Uh, the wireless solutions all work for both the original Vive and the Vive Pro. So again, they're not they're not trying to phase out the Vive right now or anything like that by the far from it, yeah, 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 by by adding in the Pro. And so, and again, they didn't go with Vive Two; they went with Vive Pro. It just and seems so again, to be like another takes, tier, is really what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I I agree with you, Ronnie. And, I, and since you mentioned it, I do want to to kind of move into the wireless solutions because uh, the TP cast plus was mentioned and the Vive or HCC is working on its own internal solutions that they partnered with Intel for, um, for like a wireless solution with that. How does, how does this play out? I mean, in, in your guys' opinion, well, I looked online yeah. and I, I, I saw a review of somebody that had got to try out and I, I forgive me. I don't have the exact link or who it was, but someone, in the media industry, you got to try out the TPCast Plus at CES. Mm-hmm. I, I think I read that. I read yeah, that his impressions were good, but he did mention more than once that the weight of having the, because basically this is the TPCast with a battery that attaches. It's like a built-in attachment and a special yep. mount that's on top of your head that holds the receiver unit and the, and the sending unit. And the battery on your head and kind yeah. of offsets the weight on like a yeah. deluxe audio I, strip. I read the same thing. They, they said yeah. that the performance yeah. was flawless, but since like because the older version of the TP Cast, it had the wire running down your back and you put in your you put the battery, battery in, your in your pocket or something. Yeah, but yeah. yeah and, the, and I, that's I do the remember the hearing official, people complain about that. Yeah, and, and the and, official the official wireless adapter that that HTC is going to be putting out with Intel. Thing. It's it's similar. Yeah. So yeah. so that yeah, I, I read the same thing that. The main difference between the the TPCast Plus versus these other solutions, including the original TPCast, was where they were mounting the battery. And and I'm sure you're getting there, Damon. But yeah, it sounded like it, they were almost recommending going with the original TPCast yeah. rather than the Plus. Yeah, they were because he said I could just I just there was that inertia when I moved my head and I could just feel it there. And no matter what I did, it you know yeah the weight was nice. But when I would move from side to side or turn around my head quickly, I could feel on the back of my head this big weight back there. Sure. And I think that combined with – I don't feel super comfortable about putting an, <laughs> I don't a either. giant – and it's a giant. That that Anker battery supply is massive. Putting that giant lithium-ion battery on the right on the back of my head, um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I, I and Now – Price is everything. If they come down and they say it's one forty nine for the whole kit or one ninety nine for the whole kit, and it comes with two yeah. batteries and it's hot swappable, that's the other thing about the TPCast. If yeah. you pull that battery out, you're disconnected, and you could have a couple of minutes where you got to resync everything. You put the new battery in if you have two. The, the new one has some kind of thing where it has like an onboard thing. You can it'll have a little bit enough power for you to pull old battery out, put a new one in, hot swap. Yeah. So that's yeah. great. But yeah. hopefully there's an option, and if we can get better communication with TPCast to ask them, hey, is there an option where I don't have to have the battery in my head and I can have it on like a belt clip or something? Do I have to have it back mm-hmm. down in my head? Th- those kinds of questions because I can definitely yeah. see that. Now, have no, they released I, any I, I pricing agree. information for the TPCast Plus? I, I don't remember seeing I, I, anything. I don't think so. No, their, their Generation 1 is 
three hundred dollars, and, yeah. and they 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 really haven't. The only the Microsoft yeah. sales or Christmas have I ever seen it bump below that. Um, I think it's they're waiting like everybody else to see what the Intel HTC yep. version is going to come out at. They've definitely yep. got you know they've got a mark to hit. They'll probably if there's you know advantageous maybe come in at a, at a 199 or a 249 and then go on sale every once in a while for 199 but it's a lot yep. to it's, it's a lot to they definitely are setting themselves up to to sell a pro package with wi-fi at the 12 to 1500 dollar mark which is exactly what they're they're set with for htc you're saying yeah, yeah. The, the htc vibe pro wireless um with everything and the warranty and everything else for twelve to fifteen new base stations, new two point base stations, basically the whole kit this summer or early summer, at around that cost. Which you know, I mean, everything's up in the air. We don't know. Um, it's all good questions to now, ask. HC. Damon, when when uh, we were texting earlier, I, I think I saw you mention something about a trade-in program. I I couldn't find anything on that, but figured I'd okay. ask here. There is a video, and it's Dan O'Brien, our buddy Dan O'Brien, and he's talking to an, a media rep at CES, and they ask him very point clear, um, you know, what about people that already own the Vive? Is there going to be some kind of way for them to upgrade or trade in? And he took a second, and he said, we're working on a, something. It's definitely something we're thinking about. So he didn't commit, but then didn't say, though, that's preposterous and we'll never do that. He definitely took a second and said, it's something we're thinking about, which I think would be amazing. I think it's a great way to show because the value of these headsets, once the pro is out, once the Pimax is out, once people are upgrading and trying to go somewhere else, what do you do with the old headset? Unless there's some way to play two player games and, or view spectate using the same computer or, you know, how many people have mm-hmm. VR capable two computers in their house? It's very few. So what are you going to do with your old headset other than look at it every once in a while? So, mm-hmm. but the, the, the question then goes to HTC. Okay. If you did do a trade in program and you gave a hundred dollars or $200 or $150 for people to trade in their working condition, good condition vibes, I think, and I've, I said it on Reddit that opens up the opportunity to have, Factory refurbished vibes, yeah. stations, and controllers, and hopefully fix the controller and, and, and make it not have so many problems. But offer that to people at an extremely low competitive cost, limited warranty, no games, just a Viveport trial for maybe a month or two, and really take it to, to all the other mixed reality headsets. I mean, bring it in really low. Because yeah, because they'd be everywhere. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, assuming that the trade in makes sense and you get a decent amount for it and the the pro headset isn't ridiculous i could see a lot of people wanting to take advantage of something like that yeah, and then everybody's on the fence and says oh well, you know the headset only for the pro if it's 400 i'm i'm all right if it's 300 it's an instant buy if it's 500 no thanks well if it's 400 or 450 and they're going to give me 150 for my headset or 100 for my headset and now i'm looking at 300 350 and you know, I'm I'm you know I'm an old, I'm 40 years old. 300 bucks to me is a, it's within my discretional income for a, a while. You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If I was I was 19 in college and I didn't have the money and 200 dollars was you know rent money, okay, you know that's not you know that extra 200 dollars or 300 dollars or 400 dollars it's not really feasible. But mm-hmm. that's starting to go straight up against the rift when you talk about refurbished units and getting a vive in it a complete working vive under warranty 
refurbished for $199, $249, even $300. Yeah. Room scale out of the box, and I'm I've got you know premium VR. Yeah, that I mean, starts looking yeah. very nice. I, I would even make the argument that with with people who are educated about VR or at least up to up to date on where the the VR scene is at. I mean, even if you price it competitively at four hundred to an Oculus, I mean, there are enough people who know the type of experience between both of them. Where I'd say a, a good chunk of people would choose a refurbished Vive over a brand new Oculus at that price point. Uh, and you're just, not locked yeah. in. Right? And you're not, you're locked, not in, locked into one store. You're not locked into one kind of hardware. If later the Pimax has some sale or somebody says, hey, I got a Pimax. You want to buy it off me? I'm going to get another one. You can be like, okay, sure. Or the Vibe Pro. It, by Christmas time, if Vibe Pros are coming up for sale because people are like, ah, I decided to get something else. You can buy something else and add to it. it you can add the wireless to it. It's it's a very open thing. So it's a very inviting thing. And we all know once somebody starts playing VR on a regular basis, that's it. You're pretty much you're in. Yeah. It's just a matter yeah. of having it and playing it. So I that that's definitely again more. That's good an interesting questions. idea. You should uh, you should bring that up with them. Um, well, and I know <laughs> you know listening to to both of you guys talk about it too. Like if I'm HTC. I want people staying within my platform as much as possible, right? I mean, they've obviously made lots of, you know, like big pushes with the with Viveport and all these other, you know, software reasons to stay within the ecosystem. But I mean, realistically, at the end of the day, if if I'm a Vive owner and I don't buy a Pro, and I eventually then see a new headset like a Samsung or or some other headset out there that has better features than my current Vive, that's a potential, you know, scenario where I might jump ship and, and go with a different manufacturer, right? I think it's with it's definitely within HTC's, you know, interest to try to get as many people to want to move from a normal Vive to a Vive Pro as possible, just from that standpoint that if they even if they even if you invest, you know, two, three hundred dollars to get the new headset, trade in your, your old Vive, you know, for an additional 100, 150, whatever, by by making that that investment in HTC, you're again staying within the ecosystem. You're probably more likely to then buy the Vive 2, Vive, buy the Vive 2 Pro, buy, you know, future iterations of, of the Vive um, when it comes to it rather than, you know, moving on to something completely different you know, several years past the initial Vive launch. So that... Well, yeah, and you're going to feel like... You're going to feel more, not indebted, but you're going to feel like they're thinking about me as a customer. They're thinking yeah. about that, that two years ago or a year ago, I took a risk. I, I paid more of a premium. I'm in on the game. I want to be in VR. I like, mm-hmm. you know, I like what you're doing, HTC and the Vive. Not yeah. everything, you know, it's not all roses. I mean, it's... the no, no VR camp and manufacturer has all the mark, the boxes checked. Everybody's got a little bit here, a little bit there. Some are open, some are closed. So it's all decisions you have to make. But when a company says, you know, we're going to do something special here, we're going to do something to kind of appreciate the fact, and we want you in. We even though we're an open field, we want you, you know, we want you to stay with us. So yeah, I, I think anything it can go to, a long way. Yeah, any anything that they can do to. In a sense, reward early adopters. I mean, these are the people who poured in 
way too much money to for for a product that wasn't quite no okay maybe that's not fair to say but i mean early adopters end up paying more for first gen tech right like there's no there's no denying yeah, that's, that. that's so, the territory so yeah it just comes with the territory now the thing is these are the people who are going to be the most excited for a vive pro or a vive 2 or whatever the you know whatever new generations and iterations keep coming out like you want them to still be at the forefront because they're the ones that are going to go around have have parties invite people over show it off tell everyone about it you you want it to be as accessible for them without making them spend you know six to eight hundred dollars every two years um I, I don't know that's just my opinion so I, I i'm curious to see what they offer uh you know i'd be interested in doing it if it was reasonable as i'm sure many many other folks out there many other vibe owners out there would be as well yeah no i definitely agree um okay cool so yeah I, i'm i'm still just interested in what tp casts plans are post a lot of these headsets going wireless in the in the long term yeah I yeah, think they're I'll, trying to get inside you. the headsets. They're trying to make open source, or not open source, but license their technology to be inside headsets from the start. Well, it, and I don't even know, like, in I addition think, to that, like, what I mean, some of the stuff I was reading was kind of, you know, I think, I forget if it was the president or who whoever it was from, from TPCast, basically, you know, in response to that more or less exact question, you know, what are you going to do about, about, you know, these you know, Intel and HTC and, and what they're doing in the wireless front. And his response was, mm-hmm. we already knew, you know, that they were, they made that announcement about them working together, you know, a year ago. We already, this isn't new news to us. We're continuing on. You know, we we have, you know, we're, we're making iterations of our wireless tech that's going to work with not only HTC Vive, but the Oculus Rift, Mm -hmm. all these other headsets that are out there, Microsoft's headsets, Samsung. So like, it's not, uh, you're, I'm sure you're right, Damon, in terms of, I'm sure they're talking with these other manufacturers to try to get, you know, their technology built Mm -hmm. into headsets from the get go. But they're also, you know, viewing it from a, a platform agnostic point of view where, you know, even if, you know, it's inevitable that they're going to have their own, there's going to be different solutions out there. But if, if they can, you know, be kind of a catch-all to all these different platforms, and that's because because one of the things I don't know how how this goes with you know the flow of our conversation now, but I mean one of the things I immediately kind of cu- thought of when you know limitations of the TPCast when when the Vive Pro announcement was made was the fact that TPCast is I think up to 2K resolution uh, compatible, and so. From that standpoint, I wonder how how well it'll work with the Vive Pro. Like, if it's just going to be, you know, feeding a lower resolution signal to a headset, if it if it is compatible at all with the Vive Pro, or or if, or or if Open TPCast just like hacks the whole thing and it works day one, you know, or they they're able to Fair get enough. their own version. So That's yeah, it, it's it's good questions. It's good things to ask TPCast. It's good things to ask HTC. I agree. For sure. Well, hopefully we'll uh, be able to get some of those questions answered uh, in the near future. So let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this one up, guys. Uh, I don't know if, if there's anything else that you thought was worth mentioning. Um, we can go through that. I, I just have one thing, uh, and that's 
a quick mention on the software side of things. Uh, they said that there's going to be a thousand new experiences coming out. And I mean, we've seen a lot of these experiences and I, I would say that a good majority of them aren't anything to write home about, but still it's, it's nice to see that number, um, as just people out there developing for VR and the, uh, almost like a, a tangential thing to that is the, the upgrade to Viveport VR, where you can oh, we almost forgot. Yeah, well, I, I mean, <laughs> well, and and, and I'm I'm curious. Should have led with that. We should. Well, no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so I I've actually I use Viveport and I'm I'm enjoying it. And one of the things that I'm excited about is the is the ability to be able to try games in VR before buying them, or at least like I a did. little demo. Yeah, I um, saw. That's cool. That's so cool. that that I think is cool. Once there's more information, once we can actually try that out. Uh, I, I would love to, I think it'd be cool to give our, our thoughts on it, but I, I think that's a really cool option that something like Steam doesn't have. Like, yeah, you have a return policy with Steam where you can try a game out for two hours if you don't like it, but... Is that like you, streaming it? Like you're going to stream like a couple minutes of it or a 30 seconds or a, is see, that streaming I, the game? I couldn't find any other details except that you'd be able to play like quick demos. And so that's, mm-hmm. that's from a software perspective, that's one thing that I'm actually really excited about because I am a Viveport subscriber. Uh, you know, that I, I do believe the titles on there are getting better at least they have a, a, a good amount and it's just nice to be able to pay seven bucks and get you know try out five games for the entire month and if there's something i really like i'll buy it but for the most part it's just it's like a it's exactly it's doing exactly what it intended which is like the netflix not all you can eat but five you can eat for the month type of deal <laughs> well so we'll see was there anything else you guys had yeah. no i think i think we we pretty much covered it no. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's continue to monitor the news here. I think we just wanted to to get ahead of what was going on at CES these first couple of days, and um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back with some more analysis, some more episodes, and uh, hopefully some interviews as well. But until then, guys, take care, and we'll talk again very very soon. <laughs>